God is still God. And he is still worthy of the best praise you and I can ever give to him. And I try to make that my purpose. I hope you feel that way. When I come to this place, I just want to praise him above my problems. I want to praise him above the way I feel my body. And I want to praise him above the circumstances that I see in this world that could honestly be very discouraging to some of us. But I also see it as a sign that my Savior is returning soon, and that excites me. I hope that excites you to know that Jesus is very soon to return for his bride. Oh, the Bible says it's a number that no man can number. Now think about that. I thought we have the dimensions of that beautiful city. It's, I believe, 1,500 miles or 1,200 miles square. We realize that city is going to be massive. A city whose builder maker is God. Church, I'm excited. I hope tonight you are excited because there's a better place. Treasures we can have down here, but they'll perish. But the treasure we're laying up in heaven. <laughs> Jesus said the moth can't destroy it. The thief can't steal it. And my friend, if you keep laying it up, it's building up in your benefit and in mine. I just want to keep laying up treasures in heaven. Amen. How many brought your Bibles tonight to Bible study? All right. Now, I'm seeing a majority of hands. I, that makes me feel good. I love our media. I appreciate those that run the media. Thank you, Sister Cheryl, Brother Joel. And I believe it is a very positive. But there is a, something about this Bible. I love to open its pages, don't you? I like to get into the Word of God and to read. And there, my soul is encouraged. And I know you find that same encouragement through the word of the Lord. Tonight, I'd like to go to the book of Acts, chapter number 2. There are two verses, beginning of verse 46 and 47, and just one verse in the book of Hebrews, that faith chapter we call Hebrews 11, one verse there, and that's verse 10. Acts, chapter 2, verses 46 and 47. Then the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, Verse 10. So I'm giving you a moment to get there. I hope you've all had a good day. Brother Marty's talking about this uh, warmer weather. Oh, yes, I'm telling you. If you're in the AC, God bless you. I'm so glad you're able to do that. It feels good when we can, but sometimes that's not the option. But I thank God that we're here to experience everything. Heat, cool and all the above. I, I'm just glad to be here to thank God for his grace, mercies, and all things. Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat, how? With gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47 praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 10. Hebrews eleven ten it reads, For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Mm. Would you pray with me tonight? 
Savior, we love you. We honor you and thank you, Lord, for this life you've given to us. We have come with expectation tonight, and I ask, Lord, that our hearts should receive of your word. Anoint our hearts and ears to hear, receive of your precious word. Anoint these lips of clay, God, and I pray for a mind of clarity, Lord, to minister your word to your praise. I pray, Lord, to strengthen, to encourage some soul to be reminded, oh God, of your greatness and your soon returning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for standing on and read the word. You may be seated. Home is where the heart is. Anybody ever heard that before? <laughs> A couple times. Home interior specialist. Home is where the heart is. You know, I looked it up. Maybe some of you already know it, but for those of you who do, bear with me. I want to share with you that saying home is where the heart is is basically a proverb that went along the lines of wherever you are and whoever you're with, your home and family provide the greatest emotional bond. That is the theme proverb of home is where the heart is. We live here in this temporal home, don't we? We're living here in this temporal home, uh, but we're preparing for a better home. We're preparing for a, a, a place where there is no heartache. We're, we're preparing for a place where there will be no more pain. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more death, sorrow, death, pain, all the things that we experience in this life will no longer be part of the equation in that eternal home. In that eternal home is where our focus must be returned to, and that is where we want to focus tonight in our thought. Home is where our heart is. Home is, church, tonight where our heart is. Now, there's something about going on a vacation. You're all excited and itching, ready to go. You get everything packed up. You get the gas in the vehicles. You got everything lined up, your accommodations. And you got in your mind the trip that you and the family are looking forward to going on. And you plan for it sometimes a year even in advance, maybe even longer, depending on your plans. But we anticipate that long-awaited vacation. And we have a great time, but I don't know if, it, if you're anything like me when I'm on that vacation of some sort. I'm getting tired, and be honest with you, I'm enjoying myself, but I look forward to getting back home. <laughs> I look forward to my own bed. I look forward to my own pillow. I, I look forward to that familiar place that we call home. And it is a good feeling to get back to our homes, to get back to what we know and we find comfortable to us. But my mind, as we've said, goes further than what we know in this life. My mind is about a home, a home where it'll be paradise, a home where I don't have to worry about going into a hot factory. I don't, I don't have to worry about, you know, making this bill payment or that. Or I don't have to be concerned with these cares of life that, that we deal with, that we all deal with, these will be things that will no longer be a part of that equation. Oh, how I am looking forward, church, 
to a better home. How I am looking forward tonight to a home where we'll have peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. Oh, how I'm longing for it, church. My longing tonight is for a place where I can see the one that we read about Abraham who said he looked for a city. He was looking for something more than what he experienced down here. Now we read about Abraham. He was given a promise of God. Wherever he walked, that ground would be given to him. So I have a mindset tonight from what I read, he kept walking. Because he realized that ground he covered was going to be an inheritance that would be passed down. And he was looking forward, no doubt, to that inheritance promise that God had given to him. But you know what I love even more than that? God's promise to Abraham was extended. That promise that was extended to this patriarch, Abraham, of the ground that he should walk on would be a land of promise given to him and his descendants. It was passed to Isaac, to Jacob, to Israel. We as even Gentile people, Paul likens to be us being grafted in. We are brought into the blessings of Abraham. You know why Abraham was so blessed? It's because the Bible says he was faithful. He was faithful. When God told him something, he believed it. And when God asked him something, he did it. There was no hesitation. What a lesson we can learn from this patriarch and many others. We learn what it is to be faithful. We learn what it is to trust and believe our God. When God says something, he means it. When God tells us something, he's not just saying a possibility. He's saying fact. This is my word. This is my promise. And if you and we as his children will follow his directive that we read right here, those blessings follow us. Many of you, if I ask you tonight, how many can say God's blessings have been on your life? Oh, my goodness. Some of us are so blessed. We're blessed more than what we could even describe. God has blessed us. You say, well, Brother Reigns, I still don't have my Cadillac. I still don't have my Lincoln Continental. I, I still don't have my Rolls Royce. I, who cares? If you've got a heavenly home, if your name, church, has been written down in that Lamb's book of life, then you've got riches beyond this world, and that should excite you. That should excite you. Our opening scripture, Abraham, he was looking for that city whose builder maker, whose foundation is builder maker's God. Abraham was looking. He looked his whole life. I believe God showed him and gave him some glimpses. Do you know God's give us some glimpses? He surely has. Through his word, he has given us a glimpse of something far better than we've ever experienced down here. But when I read about this early church, we read about this early church had something going on. I, I believe we should take note of it tonight. They were having a little bit of heaven down here on earth. They were having themselves a good time. The Bible says, as we read tonight, 
they were continuing daily in the temple. Now that says something to me. They didn't want less church in the hour we're in. They wanted more of the house of God. They wanted to get together and have more fellowship, praising God together. I want to tell you tonight, church, if you don't enjoy that down here, heaven is not the place for you. You're only going to have 30 minutes of silence and quiet's over. Oh, you're going to have a new body. Thank God we'll have ears that can withstand, a body that can withstand, a heart that can withstand, but it's not going to be a quiet place because we're going to be around the throne of the king. And in that throne where the king is, it will not be quiet. When I read about, the Bible tells me that around that throne continually, those angels are crying, Holy, Holy, Lord God Almighty. There's a cry like the cry, the sound of many waters. Anybody ever been to Niagara Falls? Did you hear the rumble before you got there? Uh-huh. The voice of many waters, can you picture that in your mind? That throne of God, those angels are like the sound of many waters, the rushing of many waters, their praises to God. But when the church gets there, when the saints, the children of God get there, I'm sorry, you may not be a very excitable person. You may not like to get loud. That's your choice. I'm not saying you have to. But I'm telling you, when we make that heavenly home, I don't believe you will say, thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, I made it. We're going to get a little excited. We're going to be praising him. And I'm telling you, Brother Wilson, we're going to do a little, we're going to click him heels together a little bit. We're going to have a, a praise that I don't think nobody could hinder us. We're going to have rejoicing because we have finally not only made it there, we have made it in that beautiful city, and we're there forever to praise our Lord and King. Church, there is a better place. There is a better home. There is something for you and I to not only be excited, get excited, we need to stay excited about. There's a, such a better place than what we have here. I was talking to a gentleman last night and telling him about that place. There is a better place. Jesus said in this world, we're going to have some grief and heartache. We're going to have the, the things that we experience. Oh, but he's prepared a place. Come on, he's prepared a place for us. He said, where I am. Church, he didn't just prepare it for a few. It's a number that no man can number. I just want to be one of them. I want to be one of them right now down here. And if you and I purpose this within our minds and our vision of a better place, a better home, a city as Abraham was searching, whose foundations, whose builder maker was God, that must become our vision. That must become our purpose above everything else. The cares of life, I know, they can weigh on you. 
your responsibilities, they can weigh on you. But may I remind you tonight, you need to reattach the focus of a promise of his soon and glorious appearing. And I'm telling you, I am so anxious for that rapture day. I am so excited, church, for the catching away that I know is just on the horizon. As I was speaking to that man, as he was asking me questions, I told him, I said, we are not just in the last hour. Look around you. He said, you're right. This is, he had to acknowledge it. If we are not in the last hour, I don't know what else I can tell you because everything is pointed to where we are. It's not a time for you to get discouraged. It's not a time for you to get sidetracked. It's a time for you and I, church, to get our focus like it has never been before, stronger than it's ever been before, of that beautiful city and that place he has prepared. I just want to be ready. You think about our whole life is spent for a moment. Let it sink in. Our whole lives are set for a moment. In the moment of a twinkling of an eye. In just a moment, as fast as I'm looking at you and I'm seeing the eyes blink, as fast as you blink your eye, so the coming of the Lord's going to be. That is why our focus must remain upon the promise. Our focus must remain upon the true home where our heart should be. Home is where our heart is and where our heart should be. The comforts of home that we experience in our earthly home, it brings comfort. It brings contentment. You can go and kick back in that lazy boy chair or that favorite chair that you have, and you can just say, thank you, Lord. You've been so good. Your, your blessings, thank you for a place. You, you've given me shelter. You, you've made my home the home it is. You've made it the home it is. And we thank him for these things. But I'm always church every day. I'm thinking, could this be the day? Discussing with someone and how the Lord would come in an hour, men think not. How is that possible? Because when our minds could get scattered on everything else, we forget about the goal. Even the church, and we know, if we're not careful, our minds get scattered. Everything going on right now around us, in our nation, in this world, it's disturbing. Some of it's disgusting. Some of it angers me. I'll be honest with you. Some of this stuff angers me. And I've got to take it to the Lord. I really do. When I hear the things that are being done, how humanity treats It angers me. And I have to ask God to channel that in the right direction. I have to ask him to help me keep it in check. Because this world, its goal, its purpose, because the God of this world is to cause you and I to miss 
that heavenly home. Oh, church, we've come too far. Hear me tonight. Whether you started today or yesterday or years ago, we have come way too far to allow anything to hinder us. We must keep our focus upon that goal tonight. There is a beautiful city called heaven. There is a beautiful home that far exceeds our greatest imaginations. John explained with what he saw, and trust me, tonight from what we read in Revelation, that is grand by itself. But when my imagination begins to wonder and I think about he who sits on that throne, Church, I get excited because he is the light of the city. He will be the focal point of it all. It'll be his glory that lights it. It'll be his presence that makes heaven heaven. It's not just the street of purest gold. It's not the foundations of precious stone. It's not the gates of pearl. It's the lamb. It's the lamb. It's the one who will be that light that my attention is drawn to, to be there, to be around the throne, to bow before him, to honor him as King of kings and Lord of lords as he is, and to worship him, church, forever and ever and ever. I love church. I hope you feel that way. I love to come to the house of God and to worship him. I believe that should be our goal. How many remember when you first got filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you remember your excitement? You couldn't hardly wait to get to the house of God. I'm telling you, I couldn't hardly wait. I was ready to worship. I thought, I, I want to get a, a brand new dose of the Holy Ghost. I, I want to get a, a new refilling. I, I, I want to get a, a fresher experience. You see... The world's cares, the world's things will just suck that spiritual life from you. That's why we got to have daily prayer. But we need the house of God. This early church, their focus was daily in the house of the Lord. They anticipated. They were excited about it. There we read they went into the temple and they had some worship. I believe we come to the house of God we need to give praise and worship to him, not with our lips only, church, but I mean give it from my heart. If you got that migraine headache, I know you're not going to want to, you're not going to do the hallelujah as loud as maybe you, you normally would, but give him the best hallelujah you can. You may be tired in your body. You may not feel like running around the church tonight, but if God tells you, run anyway. But praise him the best you can. Praise him the best you can. Worship him with your best praises. Do you remember when King David was bringing the ark of God back in Jerusalem? Remember how the daughter of Saul was watching through the window? David was all excited because, hey, we're bringing the ark of God, the presence of God. Hey, the joy is coming back. We've got God's favor, his blessing. He couldn't contain himself. It wasn't just a little while. I've heard Brother Wills mention this. Historians, some say that he danced not forward for miles, backwards. He was so excited. I can just imagine, I'm not going to try to do it because I'll probably fall down trying to dance. I've got two left feet. 
But I can picture my mind, him twirling around, dancing backwards and forwards, leaping and praising God. He'd taken off his royal robe, and he just had on one of them old ephods, and he was just praising God. I want to tell you something. Sometimes we just need to take off that to the things that hinder us and say, I'm going to give glory to God. I'm going to praise him no matter if anybody else does or not. I'm looking forward to church time when I get there. If Brother Marty or Brother Joel's not going to, if they're not going to, you know, cause me to shout, I'm going to shout anyway. If no one else is going to lift their hands in the air, I'm going to lift if nobody else is going to sing, I am going to sing from my heart anyway. That's the mindset we all must have. And when we come together with that mindset, church, that's when things happen. That's when it gets exciting. That's when that person that comes in for the first time, now their first glance, they say, man, these are crazy folk. Man, look at them, listen to them. Man, look at that woman over there. She sounds, look at her, she's a howling. Look, look at that fellow over there just a leaping. Look at that. And they're wondering, but then they start to feel something. Their foot starts tapping. Before they know it, that's starting to get on them. There's something about the presence of God. We may not understand, and we all have our way of worship, but when we begin to freely worship God, from our hearts to the Lord, he accepts it, he's pleased with it, it rubs off, and that's what the early church was doing. They just come to praise God. They had fellowship and they loved and honored and respected the house of God. They loved to hear the word of God. And their worship was second to none. Oh, church, I believe that should be the same today. Let us not get so mature. Let us get not so sophisticated. Oh, that's for newbies. No, that's for all. That's just how those that just got filled with the Holy Ghost, yeah, they just got that new experience. Maybe we need to take some note here because that's what the Lord desires from all of us. Give him the highest praise. Give him the hallelujahs. Give him the thank you, Jesuses. Give him the praise, glory to God's. Love and magnify him with your whole heart. I remember those first few years. I remember the Lord would be tugging on my heart. Run. Maybe if they'll sing that song one more time. Am I the only one anybody else ever do that? Uh-huh. Sometimes, before that one more time, Sister So-and-So took off. And later I come to find out she just got the blessing God had for you. Because she didn't hesitate. She just took off. Through the years, we learn the spontaneous worship and praise to God is what he is desiring. We recognize it's not 
how we do it a certain way, but we just do it from our hearts. We just praise him and love him and worship him. I believe it's all part of preparation for the true home where our heart is. We're preparing for a worship that will never stop. We're preparing for continual praise, Brother David, and it's not going to stop. We get tired down here, don't we? We do. We get tired. I've been in services where I've worshipped, and I thought, my goodness, I feel like I'm drained. I've been in services where I felt the joy of the Lord so much, I felt like my cheeks were going to cramp. There's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord, church. Praising him without any restriction. I mean, just loving him. Oh, I believe that's what God is desiring. I believe in the hour in which we're in, God just desires a people that come with an expectation and a desire to worship him from their hearts. They don't have to be poked, prodded, or uh, to, we just jump in and go. We make it easier for Brother Joel on a Sunday night. We make it easier for Brother Marty on a Sunday morning. They just get up there and Sister Pam hits that first note on that organ and the feet are tapping, hands are clapping, the voice is being raised, praise to God. That church is what we must always have. Don't lose that. Don't lose that type of worship. Don't get to the place that you come and you're satisfied with seeing others being blessed. Now, I like to see others being blessed. Don't get me wrong. Because I do get blessed watching others getting blessed. But I'll be honest with you. I'm stingy and selfish. I want some of that blessing. Now, how am I going to get that? Now, they're getting blessed. I, I, I know that that's the Lord. There's no doubt in my mind. That sister shouting there, that's got to be the Lord. She's, she's being blessed. That brother over there, he's just leaping for joy. How am I going to get it? How am I going to get some of that joy? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You know, I read the Apostle Paul talked about how we got to press. How many knows what it means to press? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we got to press our way through in the presence of God. Our minds may be clouded with things. We may not feel well. The list goes on. I don't want to focus there tonight, but what I want to tell you is this. If you're willing to press, if you're willing to say, you know what, I'm getting through. I'm going to touch him no matter what. I want a blessing tonight. I have come to lift up his great name. I know that there is an answer for you, for me, for all of us. It's going to come through a praise. It's going to come through a worship. That's with our whole heart. I'm encouraged, and I want to encourage you that our worship and praise is ushering us closer and helping us draw nearer, helping us to grow with the expectation of the great event, and that's the coming of the Lord. He's very soon to come. And I believe, church, tonight... We need to express that excitement to those around us. We need to share with others. It's getting ready to happen. What's getting ready to happen? 
Jesus is coming. Oh, you're one of them. Yep, I am. I am one of them. I am one of them that believe this word, and I believe that the promises are here, or yea and amen. I believe that Jesus was here. I believe he gave his life. I believe he was resurrected, and I believed he went back into heaven, and I believe he's coming back. Who is he coming back for, church? Those that have made themselves ready. Those who are watching. He told us to watch. He told us to be ready because the time is near. Jesus tells us, and I'm just going to jump through, Sister Cheryl, you just have to come bear with us. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said these words, verses 13 and 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. We've got to purpose this goal. We've got to purpose this home. We've got to make up in our minds, I want this more than anything else in this life. And all the goals that we can achieve down here, let it not be said that our primary goal was simply our purpose was to make heaven. My goals was to please him. And if we've accomplished that goal, we've been obedient to his word. We've been born of the water and of the spirit. We will hear him say the words, well done. It all comes back, church, tonight to where our true treasures lie. It comes back to where our burdens and desires are and what God would have us to do. I'm reminded that I've been bought with a price, and I'm reminded that his sacrifice was not done in vain and that I, too, must be willing to sacrifice. And if we're willing to sacrifice in this life, thinking about a better home, a better place. That is where our focus must lie, church. Never forget what our purpose is. Home is where the heart is. Colossians 3, beginning of verse number 1, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, set your affection on things above, not on the things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. What a day that's going to be. I'm excited because my Bible tells me we're right there. As I told that man, we're not just in the last hour. We're in the last seconds of the last minute of the last hour. And that's how I described it to him. We're that close. I believe we are so close that if people knew how close we were, this church house couldn't hold them. Every church house in town, our nation would be full. People would be saying, I've got to be ready. I don't want to take any chances. But what has happened? What has happened? 
I believe many have been lulled to sleep. Many feel they have so much time, and we don't. We don't have time. Church home is where the heart is. Revelation 22, 3 through 5. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign, how long? Forever and ever. Church, I'm closing with this question. Where is your home focus tonight? Where is your home focus tonight? Where is your heart tonight? This world, it's not our home. We're just a passing through. We're just passing through. We're getting ready, church. We're getting ready for a much better place. Home is where our heart needs to be. Not our address that's here on this earth, but I'll talk about that new Jerusalem that John saw coming down. Church, more than anything, we've said it time and time again, I just want to be ready. Just want to be ready for that great day, and I've got to keep my focus. We've got to just keep our focus. Keep your love strong for God. Keep your love strong for God's house, his word. Stay close to him. Make sure every day that your heart is centered and focused upon him and that beautiful city that he has prepared for his bride. Oh, church, can you see it tonight? I hope tonight you can see it in your spiritual eye from what we read in the word of God. We too can see that beautiful city Jesus has prepared for us. I just want to be ready. Sing the chorus with me tonight. I'm, I'm closing. Let's just occupy it tonight.